Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome back for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things be- Beak. <laughs> no, you know what? what? Keep, it. Keep it. Yeah, we're keeping Keep that. It. That's weird, man. Keep it. <laughs> Welcome back to Geek So To Speak. We're not cutting. Your source for all things geek, everybody. <laughs> it's Tuesday, October 1st. It's 925 in the p.m. You can tell. It's going to be a good episode. I'm your co-host, Wonder Rob, coming at you live from Southern California. On the line, as you already heard, we got my best friend in the entire planet, Shaf. How's it going, Shaf? Oh, would it be, would it be, would it be, bro? Good to talk with you. We are the, uh, we know all things about beaks around That's here. right. This is your number one <laughs> beak podcast. You've you've come to the right place if you're looking to know anything and everything about birds' beaks. <laughs> That's right. That's right, you guys. So on top of covering beaks, we're your uh, we're your geek news source. We cover, of course, movies, TV shows, trailers, video games, comics, everything in between. That's what we do. So thanks for tuning in. And hey, do me a personal favor if you haven't already, hit subscribe on the old iTunes or soundcloud or spotify or wherever it is you're listening go ahead and hit that subscribe i'll give you a second perfect thank you and while you're at it why don't you leave us a five star review because every five star review helps thank you so much thank you so much (laughs) all right so here's what we've got on the docket for you guys today of course we've got a heaping helping of geek news i almost said beak it was twice. Twice. I almost said geek. <laughs> we got a heaping helping of geek news for you, everybody. And on top of that, we got the return of a, a new segment. The title voted on by you guys on the old Geek, so to speak, Facebook page. That's right. The Geek Movie Torture is back. Ooh. I don't want to call it the inaugural episode because we technically did it with, with uh, Venom. Venom. But it wasn't geek movie torture at that. It was just Wonder Rob's torture. It was Wonder <laughs> yeah, Rob's punishment. That's true. Because it, it had been Shaft's torture when he saw it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, you know what, I'm going to call it. This is also the inaugural episode of the geek movie torture. And we are doing Super Mario Brothers the movie, again, as voted by you guys. But we'll uh, we'll dive into that towards the end of the episode. But first, I know what you're thinking. Wonder Rob, Shaf, last week, you didn't give us that sexy review. Well, 
the wait is over, my friends, because a brand new review is in on iTunes. And you know what we do when we get a new review. Shroff, tell them what we review when we get a new review. That's it. I just I can't do it. Okay, so Wonder Rob has been drinking Mountain Dew, and I think that it's laced with something. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's too late. I'm pretty sure something is in the Mountain Dew and is causing him to like be unable to form complete sentences. Just so, no worries. It's no worries. Cause you know what? It's a tag team event here. We support each other. We're the, the greatest bromance of all time. We are uh, hetero life mates. And, uh, uh, and when wonder Rob's voice is just not working, I, I pick up the pieces and just like weeks prior when I was coughing like crazy and couldn't even get in a word edgewise without having a cough drop in my mouth. Wonder Rob was there. So Definitely, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take over for Wonder Rob. Let him compose himself. He'll be Thank all right. you. Thanks, He'll be all everybody. Right. But yeah, so what we do when we get reviews is we sexify them. That's right. People leave us these great reviews, but we want to make sure to give them something back, something that they can take with them and and enjoy, and repeat over and over and over again for that long lasting satisfaction that can only come. <laughs> only come for, uh, from us reading and sexifying these reviews. So this week we got a new review from one of our loyal listeners, one of our, our favorite fans. So this particular fan uh, goes by the name of Riley Amy. So thank you, Riley Amy, for, uh, for reviewing our podcast and listening to us. We appreciate you. Um, we definitely want to make sure to set the right mood, right? Wonder Rob? Yes, uh, that is correct. So let's go ahead and cue that sexy music now. All right. This particular review is going to be read in the stylings of Sam Elliott from A Star is Born. Because I just saw A Star is Born. And now I want to do Sam Elliott impressions all the goddamn time. So... I'm going to say the F word about every other word because that's what Sam Elliott does. All right, here we go. And the key, the key, my friends, to sounding just like Sam Elliott is you got to make sure that you're you're chewing on your own goddamn mustache while you're talking, all right? Because if you can get hair in your mouth, that's the best way to sound just like Sam Elliott. All right, here we go. Absolutely fucking fantastic. I am a huge fucking lover of all things fucking geeky. This fucking podcast. <laughs> I think you you lost the sexy part. One hundred percent lost. Hey, that it. that is up to interpretation. Many many women, many men, many women want to be with Sam Elliott. Many men want to be Sam Elliott. So That's here we go. Fair. That's here we go. Fair. All things fucking geeky. <laughs> this fucking podcast is so much fun to fucking listen to. You can tell that they absolutely fucking love what they're doing. Discussing fucking movies, fucking shows, everything fucking nerdy, and showing their fucking love for it. This is definitely my go to, especially when I fucking need a fucking laugh. I. Highly fucking recommend this to anyone. Oh yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right, all right. Wow. Cut that music. Cut that yeah. music. Cut the music off. <laughs> that was 
Well, I'll tell you, that was something special, Shop. <laughs> that was something special. <laughs> Did you know you were going to get something so cowboyish? Um, I'll tell you, it was certainly a surprise. <laughs> certainly <laughs> unexpected. But I, whenever you do the, uh, the sexy reviews, Shop, on my end, I close my eyes and I try to get into the mood and all I could picture was his face. <laughs> well, then I, I guess I succeeded, but if it didn't give you a boner, then... Um, I didn't do my job right. <laughs> oh man! Well, it gave me more than a boner, and I'll just okay. Good. That. All right. Good. Good Keep job, me coming everybody. Coming back for more, baby. <laughs> you're all that I want. All right. So, anyways, yes. that was our sexy review. Make sure to leave us reviews uh, in the weeks to come. That way, we always have something sexy to bring to your eardrum. <laughs> oh man, Shuff. Woo, buddy. I tell you, this episode is already going to be something special. I can, oh, yeah. People are going to say episode 79 was where they peaked. <laughs> it's all downhill. All downhill. downhill. <laughs> so don't forget to subscribe, everybody. If you want to <laughs> be able to track our downfall, <laughs> you got to you got to be subscribed. All right. Okay, so moving on before we again dive into the geek news. And the geek movie torture shop. How you been, man? How's life been, buddy? You know what? Life has been pretty dang excellent. I cannot complain. I cannot complain. Um, as we've said in previous episodes, uh, I've been doing the back and forth between Gilbert and Sedona. That was no exception this past weekend. Um, but <clears throat> it was uh, really great because um, I... I I'm just trying my darndest to get my butt up there full time. And I've been actively applying for jobs and stuff. So keep your, uh, uh, all, all the fellow geeks out there, you know, bring together your collective geek blessings for me so that I can be a hundred percent in Sedona with SSG. Yes, yes, yes. And I believe Shaw, uh, a little birdie told me, I don't know if you're officially allowed to talk about it or not, but that's not going to stop me from bringing it up on the podcast because we're raw as heck. <laughs> uh, I believe somebody in this podcast who's not me landed a sweet voiceover gig. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh I don't know how much you're allowed to talk about it. Well, yeah, I can't really say much because it's not truly, it's not. truly, truly official yet. It's all oh, it's but confirmed. All but okay. confirmed. But Give I will it. say that it's a pretty sweet gig. And assuming everything goes according to plan, uh, I'll have a lot more news to tell you in, in the weeks to come. But yeah, it's very That's right. When you're making that sweet voiceover money. Oh, heck yeah. Oh. I... I uh, Definitely anticipate a good Christmas gift. I just <laughs> believe it at that. When you're making that voiceover money. All right, all right. Let me tell you what I've been up to this week, Shaf. Well, first of all, uh, for our loyal listeners, last week's episode, I told you guys that I was skipping going to the hospital for my sister-in-law's uh, birth of her second child. I was like, man, I got a podcast to record. I'll meet my <laughs> nephew later. Shoot. Well, about two hours after <laughs> after that, my uh, my little nephew was born, buddy. Oh, my gosh. Little Milo. Milo. And let me tell you something. He's a wrinkled little baby. <laughs> Babies are a lot better looking after the first month. But he's still cute <coughs> as heck. He's still cute as heck. Uh-oh. Is the cough back? No, no, no. That was, that was not a, a representative of future coughs. <laughs> all right all right cool 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 um so that's been good and let me tell you i've also been killing a lot of time this week 
Super Mario Kart or Mario Kart Tour came out on, well, iOS. I don't know if it's out on Android, but who cares? Who uses Android? Stinking droids. Stinking droids. We don't serve your kind here. Oh, man. Did you get a chance to play the old Mario Kart? I downloaded it, Wonder Rob, and um, it is currently sitting on page three of my apps, but I did not get a chance to play it. Let me tell you why I did not get a chance to play it. All right, I'm ready. So I clicked on it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play some Mario Kart. And I click on it, and what loads is a screen asking me to sign into my Nintendo account. Now, I don't sign into that account very often because the Switch just keeps that information, you know, locked in. So I don't know what it fucking is, and I don't have the time <laughs> to go looking for it. So uh, guess what I did? I was like, well, app looks like you're not going to get played today. So <laughs> I don't know if that game is any good uh, because I have not been able to make it past the login screen. Well, that's good. Well, luckily, one of us played it, Job. It gave, it gave me the same thing, obviously, the uh, the old Nintendo account login and i was the same as you i was like i heck if i even remember what my nintendo account login was but then i remembered on occasion one of my emails in particular i get nintendo emails and i was like oh i bet you it's that one and of course it was so i was able with a little detective work i was able to figure it out um so this game is free to play show off i'm going to tell you that but (laughs) yeah put an asterisk around that one (laughs) yeah i was about to say free to play but there's there's well let me just break it down for you shaf so i'm going to talk about the game first so the game's mario kart right i mean everybody's played mario kart the the difference is obviously that i'm not playing on a controller i'm playing on my phone and i don't like it i'm not it takes it just it just does uh, I'm getting frustrated just thinking about it. So your guy, first of all, it made me play as Toad. All right. What the even F? Everybody knows I'm Luigi. <laughs> I'm always Luigi. Yes, this is true. <laughs> That's is true. Like in, in any Nintendo game, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Mario Party, you know I pick my boy Luigi. That's yeah, you don't even it. have a chance to pick Luigi when you're playing with Wonder Rob. You just know you better pick somebody else. And if Luigi was your guy before, Luigi is not your guy anymore because Wonder Rob has claimed him. That's right. And if you pick Luigi when I'm picking Luigi, identity theft is not a joke, Jim. <laughs> Millions of families suffer every year. <laughs> okay, so your guy, Toad in this case, or whichever racer you do go, is always driving forward, okay? So there's not like a gas button or anything. And how you choose your direction is you're either swiping left and right on your phone or you're swiping and holding it if you want to drift. And then you get your items, you tap in the center. But it's it sounds easy, but it's not as intuitive as it sounds. It's very like, it's very slippery feeling. And it it goes the opposite way that, intuitively i want it to like if i want to turn left i want to swipe to the left but it feels like it's going the other way like if i'm swiping to the left my guy's turning right oh yeah so it's it's just really weird and of course you have your 50 cc your 100 cc your 150 cc you do have 200 cc but let me tell you about 200 cc shaf <laughs> it's a monthly subscription to play <laughs> 200 cc five bucks <laughs> a month 
You also, oh, get Mario. Mario is behind a paywall in Mario Kart. <laughs> and I was thinking about five bucks a month. That's more than the subscription for Nintendo it is. Online. It's way more. <laughs> it's like 500% more. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I only played the first couple of rounds. You, you earn stars and points after each map. And then when you get a certain amount of points, you can unlock new characters, new, new cars, new features, this and that, new courses and things like that. But of course, I only played it for about 20 minutes. And I was like, okay, I think I've had enough of this. <laughs> I think this, this will be a break glass in case of emergency entertainment. I think for me, because I don't know if I'm necessarily going to go back to this or not. Just, <laughs> well, I guess I mean, as well, like for those that don't have a switch and want to play a mobile version of Mario Kart, then this makes sense. But if you have a switch, then you're just going to play Mario Kart eight. Like that that's, there's no way around it. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, and don't get me wrong. It's not terrible exactly, but after, uh, I'm in my 30s. I'm just going to leave it at that. I've been playing Mario Kart for a long time. And so switching from controller to just a touchscreen on my phone is no bueno in Wonder Rob's book of bueno. It's just two pages. Things that are bueno, things that are not bueno. (laughs) Things that are not bueno. (laughs) (laughs) It goes on the not bueno page. Yo soy El Nino. For those of you who don't hablo español, El Nino is Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> I took Spanish in high school a bunch of times. <laughs> that's right. So that's muchas veces. <laughs> Queso. So that uh, that's my mini review of Mario Kart Tour. Download at your own risk, everybody. And uh, right. if anybody. If anybody goes past the paywall, please tell me. <laughs> I just wanna I wanna know if you regret the five dollars a month choice. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just put this in perspective here. Okay, five dollars a month. Right now, Disney Plus subscription is gonna be about six bucks a month. So either you could watch television and have access to all the best Disney movies and Marvel TV shows and Star Wars, everything. Or you can play a dumbass app so you can play as Mario on it and access the faster speeds that are probably that are probably caused by frame rate issues. <laughs> wow. They are probably plagued with those problems because God's fired. Nintendo can't seem to figure out their frame rate issues. So well, I think that's a problem actually with just the the this whole generation of consoles. Well, lately, like, I'm not going to get too much into it because we got a lot to talk about, Shop, but I feel True. like the with the Xbox, the PlayStation 4, the Switch, we're all, and it's ending their life cycles, essentially. Well, maybe not the Switch. So I think, like, they're really pushing it with these games, and we really need the newer systems to, to really experience the games as they were meant to be played. But what do I know? I'm not a game developer person. I'm just a schmuck who pays $60 for the games. So, again, neither here nor there. But you know what, Shaf? I'm tired of yelling about Mario Kart. I would prefer to yell about some geek news. Geek news! Nude news. Nude news. 
All right, everybody. So we got a juicy, juicy week of geek news for you this week. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off, Shaf. I'll go for with it with the, uh, the big news of the week. Okay. Nobody thought this was gonna happen. We were all said and done. We had accepted our fate. We're not gonna get what we want. We were upset about it. But the tides have turned. That's right. The uh, the gods have smiled upon us today. And we have found out that we are getting the return, the absolute return of Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Oh, oh did you think I was going to talk about something else? Is um, that what you thought? Yeah, you kind of set it up like you were going to talk about something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, was there another big news story of something returning that was taken away from us this I week? I feel like there might have been something, but... I don't know. It's hard to remember. Well, we'll see if it shows up yeah. on the list, Shop. We'll just see if it shows up. But we're going to start with, I guess, the uninteresting news, according to Shaw, <laughs> that Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum are all set to return for Jurassic World Three. So hold on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe that this movie is even getting made. Okay, I saw saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which was basically Jurassic World 2, and it blowed, blowed. It blew chunks. (laughs) (laughs) It straight up (laughs) blowed. (laughs) I think I I like that better. I think blue does not work here. It blew, it blowed. (laughs) It blowed. He's writing this down. I can tell. He's... Wonder Rob does this from time to time. When there are these moments during the podcast where there's like just glimmers of absolute golden moments, he's like, yep, writing this down. <laughs> so yeah, so <laughs> Fallen Kingdom, I swear, that movie was just bonkers and stupid as shit. And uh, it's amazing to me that the studio is like, hey, uh, why don't we uh, pay crazy money and get the people back that started it all? Uh, and and uh, force them into a really crappy story uh, that basically already happened in the lost world. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, we didn't review Jurassic World two on the podcast, and I don't remember why. Something happened. Something came up, and we were gonna re- review it, but then we didn't. I believe you. We might have even done a recap rap. We did do a recap rap. Should I include that in this episode, Wonder Rob? In the oh, ending? stick it in the end credits, my man. Stick oh. it in the end credits. I, I'll go digging for it. As long as I can find it, I will definitely add that to the episode. All right, you guys, you heard it here. Shaf made a promise. It's either going to be in the end credits or it's not. So it's <laughs> <laughs> just one or the other. Very clear. <laughs> okay, so th- this news, Shaf, well, it makes me mildly more interested in Jurassic. <laughs> I can't say, is it park or world? Damn it. I keep wanting to call it park. Jurassic World 3. It makes me a little more interested only because I really like Jeff Goldblum. And I know that in the previous movie, he was really just uh, sort of reduced to a cameo in like the first five minutes. Of the movie, does that sound about right, Shaf? As far as your uh, your memory goes, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, uh, we're, talk- we're talking about in Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Uh, not, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's character, Doctor Ian Malcolm, was just in like this courtroom scene where he was basically talking about how the dinosaurs needed to die out. 
like he thought that like uh 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 their time has passed uh 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 <laughs> and then he was like it's my birthday <laughs> it's my birthday <laughs> Uh, so the the news of getting the original cast does that does that strike any sort of chord with you to to want to be able to see Jurassic World three? Well, because we're gonna be, have to yeah, see it. I'll see it because we have to. But I just feel bad. I feel bad for these actors and actresses. Like uh, poor Sam Neill got roped into being in Jurassic Park three, which was awful, and now he's back again. They roped him in again. How or why? Sam Neill, come on. You could be knighted if you wanted to be, but now you're going to do Jurassic World 3 instead. <laughs> dumbass. You dumbass. And uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is like, I think, one of the coolest dudes in the world. Like, the way he dresses, his his style, his personality. Jeff Goldblum could be the next president if he wanted to be but instead he's going to be in jurassic world 3 like a fucking schmo and then there's laura dern who belongs in jurassic world 3 <laughs> wow burn on laura dern <laughs> burn on dern <laughs> that's right i'm a poet and i didn't even know those words were gonna rhyme <laughs> burn on laura dern hold on i'm also writing that down <laughs> laura dern Man, we got gold. This this is a special episode of Geek, so to speak, man. It really is. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I I can't even really remember what Jurassic, the Lost World Jurassic Park was about, or Jurassic Park Three. And I know for a fact I've seen all of them, but I can't. I just can't even remember. That's how much of an impact these movies have had on me. And I've had I've had pretty much no interest in seeing Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom, thanks to uh, you, Shav. And that's that's <laughs> that's not a blame or anything. It's just like, okay, well, uh, Shaf and I, for the most part, have the same taste in what we like. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just a little pass on it since we didn't see it. But I might circle back, man. I might circle back and watch it if we're going to see Jurassic World 3. Oh, my gosh. Okay, while we were talking, I was looking through our episodes to try and find it. It's episode 26. It's the Hero for Hire Luke Cage season two episode during which we have the Jurassic World freestyle recap wrap. It happens at about the 55 minute mark. Uh, So if um, uh, we'll try to add it to this episode, but in the event that it doesn't, just make sure to check out that episode and uh, and enjoy. This is going to be good. (laughs) This is why why we do what we do, folks. Why we do what we do. All right, moving on from Jurassic World. Shaf, what you got for us? Ooh, okay, so let's take a look here. With the rest of Geek News, there's a lot of good things happening, way better than what's going on with Laura Dern's career. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, moving on to someone, uh, another female, but this person who I think is a wonderful person um, is going to be potentially featured in the Arrowverse Crisis on Infinite. Infinite Earth. So last week we were talking about um, uh, uh, Smallville's Clark Kent and, and Lois Lane making an appearance. So Tom Welling and Erica Durant. Well, guess what? We might even get Wonder Woman 
into the Arrowverse Crisis on Infinite Earths because Linda Carter, who we all remember as Wonder Woman from back in the day, she currently is on uh, and has made appearances multiple times on uh, Supergirl as the president. Now, the president was revealed during one of the episodes of this past season to be an alien, and that caused a whole bunch of hysteria and this whole, like, humans versus aliens and a lot of prejudice and stuff building on everything else. But the way the Arrowverse works with all of the various Earths and with this particular crossover event being so focused on infinite Earths and the pending crisis, which is more or less how all of those universes get merged into one, um, it would not surprise me to see Linda Carter, instead of reprising her role as the president, actually reprising it as the Wonder Woman. So um, nothing is fully confirmed on this, but there have been some, uh, some hints and some rumors that she is going to be providing some fan service for everyone and swirling and twirling onto the uh, screen again. So what do you think about that one, Rob? You know, I don't have a lot of experience with the Linda Carter Wonder Woman TV show, but I have seen reruns on Nick at Night. And while I don't have a major connection with Wonder Woman in particular or Linda Carter, I do, I like the news that this is happening, that she's potentially being included. I love that they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Bring everybody. We got Burt Ward. The guy's 96 years old. <laughs> We're going to wheel him out <laughs> in his Robin costume. We got Kevin Conroy, who looks like a squirrel hit by a truck on a hot freeway. We're going to put him as Batman. <laughs> We're getting Tom Welling back. <clears throat> John Wesley Shipp, he'll be there as well. And he played The Flash in the 1990s TV show, The Flash. So um, he he tends to usually play uh, Jay Garrick, who is also The Flash. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, there's there's so many characters, so many characters. Yeah, it's it, it actually is, it, it gets me a little more excited. I said this last week, but I'm going to reiterate. I, I have very little to no connection at all for the CW verse. I've seen a few episodes of the the Flash the first season and I enjoyed it but I just fell off because it was at the time it was tough to find them like they weren't all on Netflix. It was, they, it was yeah, really they had some weird uh, deals set up with Netflix and now they're they're only exclusively available really on CW. But um they're going to be losing their Netflix uh, if they're not already gone they're going to be losing their Netflix uh co- contract very very soon. So so hopefully, because I would actually like to to get started into The Flash, because I did enjoy the episodes that I was able to see, but I just wasn't able to get very far. Um, but the series, despite me not really having any sort of connection with the Arrowverse, like little by little, more by more, this this crossover is sounding very interesting to me. And I'm sure, I'm positive they're going to smush them all together on a Blu-ray or something like that. And so I'm going to I'm I'm going to be looking forward to getting my hands on that Blu-ray. And in the meantime, listening to Shaf's spoiler-filled reviews on future episodes of Geek, so to speak. Oh yeah, now it's going to be good. If you if you guys are curious, if you geeks are, are are wondering, well, when the heck is this crossover event? How how long do I have to wait? It's not going to be too much longer. You got a couple of months. Crisis on Infinite Earths begins on Sunday, December 8th at 8 p.m. 
uh, with Supergirl being the first episode to feature this multiple series crossover event. And then the the uh, part two will continue on Batwoman, which will be a new show debuting on the CW. Uh, and that's going to be on Monday, December uh, 8th. Uh, that seem right. Um, uh, December 9th, sorry. Uh, and that's at 8 p.m. And then The Flash on Tuesday, December 10th at 8 p.m. And then after the winter hiatus, the crossover will conclude on Tuesday, January 14th. So um, the last two episodes are going to take place uh, pretty much back to back, which is crazy. So after the three episodes that take place consecutive days, then there's going to be a month gap before the final two episodes in the crossover. So it's a five part crossover. That's insane. That's, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot, which is also why I can't be bothered to watch it. <laughs> like I, I can't keep track of that. I'm going to wait till the Blu-ray. Give me the Blu-ray. And again, I'm going to be uh, listening very intently for your spoiler filled reviews, Shaft. Well, here's the sad part about the Blu-ray thing. And uh, Darth Vibbert and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, he's a, one of our geek, so to speak, contributors for our newer listeners that don't haven't heard that name dropped before. And uh, the corrections department. That's right. He is our one-man corrections department. Uh, whenever we say something that is completely false, uh, he is very quick to let us know and uh, make sure that we correct that information. So, uh, so good on him for for uh, letting us know when we fail epically. Well, it doesn't happen that often, but every once in a while, it's true. the corrections department steps in and lets us know. But but he and I were chatting because he's definitely bummed that CW does not release those crossover events as standalone DVD sets or Blu-ray sets. So this is now, I think, the fifth crossover, fourth or fifth crossover that they've done. And they've never released it as a separate thing. And in order for you to get every episode, you'd basically have to get every boxed set of every season of every show on CW because they're spaced across all the shows. So it makes Uh, it difficult. It makes it difficult to get them all all together. So that's why you really want to try to watch them live if you can. The CW app is the best way to do it. So make sure to tune in in December and January as they're happening so you can watch those full episodes. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy a bunch of <laughs> Blu-ray sets. So I think uh, my only my only uh, hope of enjoying these series is series is that's right. Another word I just made up. Blow it and series is that's two <laughs> in this episode. Um, is having you spoil these for me, Shaf. So I'm very much looking forward to getting spoiled on these. Okay, so moving on. Shaf, uh, breaking news. Today, as a matter of fact, we uh, were hit with the brand new trailer for Birds of Prey and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn? Of one Harley Quinn. One Harley Quinn. Man, that I, I can't wait to go to the movie theater and go up to the ticket booth and full on say the whole thing. Um, <laughs> One ticket for Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> They're like, you don't have to say the whole thing. You can it's just, the whole name. You can just say bop. <laughs> wow. Okay, so everybody, the, the trailer of Birds of Prey, I'm just going to leave it as bop. Birds of Prey has hit. Now, before we get into... Uh, our thoughts on the trailer shop. I want to tell you what my wife said to me. 
okay <laughs> about this trailer so my wife she's she not a particular fan of harley quinn Uh oh okay? she just the her her issue with harley quinn is the the troubled relationship between her and the joker mr j mr j and how your uh your teenage girls for example uh are like joker and harley quinn are relationship goals <laughs> it's easy to understand why they shouldn't be relationship goals <laughs> um so that's her main problem with it. And then also she has a problem with uh, the sex- the over-sexualization of Harley Quinn. Uh, I keep asking her, so do you want to be Harley Quinn for Halloween? And she's like, fuck you, Rob. <laughs> Every but, single time. <laughs> but this movie, this movie is is all about the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. So well, this is her in, in, breaking away from a toxic relationship with Mr. That's J. True. That's true. So that's this true. might be, this might be the, what, brings um, a newfound respect to the character for your wife. Yeah, unless she's already made up her mind, which I think she has. <laughs> I Wonder Kim. Her. Wonder I, Kim. You got to give it a chance. I In asked fact, her. We should have her on the podcast episode for it when it comes out. That'll be fun. Give her. <laughs> you know, we do have the the uh, the wife review segment, which we haven't done in quite a while. <laughs> we might have to bring that one back. I'll have I'll, I'll have my lady watch it, or I'll ask her, and if she'd like to watch it, <laughs> then she can watch it. <laughs> I shouldn't say I'll have her. I'm gonna have her do this. Yeah, women. I'll, I'll ask in my Sam Elliott voice if she'd like to fucking watch this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I I sat down to watch it. I pulled up the laptop, and my wife was sitting next to me. She's looking at something on her phone. Uh, both of us ignoring our child, of course. I mean, what else? What else are we gonna do? Um, <laughs> and I pulled up the Harley Quinn trailer, and I said, "You want to watch this with me?" And she looks at it, and she looks at me, and she looks at it. And she goes, "I already saw it today, unfortunately." Oh man! And I said, "You watched it?" And that was very surprising because I know how she feels about Harley Quinn. I was like, "You already watched it?" She's like, "Yeah, it accidentally came up," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, right. sure, sure, did." <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so moving past that, what'd you think of that Harley Quinn trailer, man? Um, okay, so I've watched it probably like four times now because the first two times I was like, "What am I watching?" Like everything yeah. was flashing by so quickly. I needed to, I needed at least a couple more viewings just to kind of like take it all in. Um, it. I don't know why the hell. First of all, I don't know why the hell this movie is called Birds of Prey. <laughs> That's my first criticism is this is not a birds of prey movie. This is Harley Quinn and her friends movie. Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't have the name recognition. Yeah. But she was never part of the birds of prey. Like that's the other thing. Like she, in the comic books, she's not part of that team. So it it is so unnecessary like to make this a birds of prey movie just yeah. because, just because you're going to have Huntress can black canary uh, involved in some capacity. Like, where the heck is Batgirl, uh, Oracle? Like, if she's not in this, then you don't have Birds of Prey. I'm so freaking sorry. That's not how this works. So it's already a bad, off to a bad start. But <laughs> um, I don't like how Margot Robbie talks in this trailer at all as Harley Quinn. Everything it's, is, do you know what a Harley Quinn is? Like, it was... Very staccato, like the way it was like delivered. I was having a really 
a tough time getting through it. Um, they really want to make her seem interesting and fun, but she just kind of comes across as I just ultra violent, like with no real reason for anything. And I don't get you, you and McGregor as black mask. That makes no sense. No yeah. Sense. That's yeah. That was something I could, I was like, well, is, are there like, I know this is a teaser trailer, so we don't have a whole lot to go on yet, but it's it's common knowledge at this point. I mean, well, if you're interested in this sort of thing, it's common knowledge that Mr. McGregor is playing Black Mask. And so I was like ready to see him as the Black Mask. And he's just going like, ah! he's like twitching and flopping around and stuff. Yeah, I've never heard him talk with such a high pitched voice before. Um, and in this trailer, like he's super high pitched. And I think it's only because um, as they've revealed in previous uh, articles, he's playing a a, a homosexual version of Black Mask, mm-hmm. as if it matters, really. But I, I, uh, I guess as long as Ewan McGregor isn't just playing it for flamboyant laughs, then that should be fine. But um, all in all, the trailer would, did not reveal much of any of the plot except for the fact that she's breaking away from Joker. Um, and she's and, picking up all these other girls who need to be yeah, broken away. That's for true. whatever reason. Yeah, said she says something about them them all needing emancipation as well. So they're working together. It's basically like uh, girl power, Spice Girls situation. They've all got their own like things. Um, the fact that the movie has Ro- Rosie Perez is it in it uh, is a massive negative point uh really uh, thing for me yeah. really yeah oh man i watched the trailer <laughs> and i looked at my wife after the trailer was over and i i said was that rosie perez <laughs> she's like yeah and i was like oh that's interesting like that didn't deter me from it yeah. i was just like it, oh huh. it was rosie perez wearing a vote for pedro uh wig uh um <laughs> a so- vote for pedro wig <laughs> That's you mean a Napoleon Dynamite wig? No, no, because it was Pedro's wig. Like, it, oh, it was Pedro's wig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, huh, that's a good way to put it. He's a sledgehammer. I was just being very warm. Um, anyway, so uh, I, I, all in all, I don't really care much about this movie, uh, but only because so far the way it's been presented, it does not look interesting to me. Oh, man. I'm not not interested. But I do agree that this trailer, the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't really understand what I just watched. And so I had to watch it again. And I watched it a third time uh, just to make sure it covered all my bases. Um, Excuse me, I almost burped into the microphone. It's that Mountain Dew. It's that Mountain Dew, late night Mountain Dew. Um, The things that I I sort of liked about the trailer, and these are just little, little tiny things, but a Harley with her, her jackals. I thought the jackals looked cool. Oh yeah, the jackals did look cool. I will. I was say, like, I all right, I like that. I like that she was carrying around a giant cartoon sledgehammer, and I liked the last little bit, the last little thing in the trailer where she's like, "Here, take this dynamite," <laughs> and she just fucking throws dynamite out the window. Like she's a cartoon character. She just pulls dynamites and hammers out of nowhere, and I kind of like that. <laughs> that just made me laugh. I felt like the language was cleaned up considerably in this trailer. Like I, I will imagine that when we actually see it that all the scenes where she's talking about freaking this and freaking that, like she's probably saying fucking. Well, they said the word bitch at the end of it. And I feel like there was, they let one something slip at the beginning too, but 
I don't remember. I like know I just like, watched She's like, I'm trailer. Harley freaking Quinn. Like, I think that she would go for the gold on that. I don't know. But mm, is this movie going to be rated R? Is that the, the goal here? It feels like it's, it's something that they wouldn't make rated R due to the, uh, the popularity of Harley Quinn. But then I again, think, they did it for Deadpool. So I think they should have made this movie before they made uh, Suicide Squad instead of introducing her into Suicide Squad, where she doesn't belong either. Well, let me tell you, they are making it before Suicide Squad <laughs> because the next one is not a sequel, my friend. It's a it's a reimagining. So Ooh, you man. could you can forget about the last one, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I already did. <laughs> there you go. That's fair. That's fair. I can't find anywhere if it's supposed to be rated R or not, but I doubt it because DC. It feels like DC is treating uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn as marvel's iron man or like the equivalent where she's she's heading up suicide squad we got her in birds of prey there what is it um gotham city sirens is coming out and she's gonna be in that what really still as far as I know, of course, the corrections department might uh, might be furiously typing <laughs> on his phone <laughs> right now, letting me know that I was wrong. Um, but d- even still, even still, let's say the that I'm wrong on the Gotham City Sirens. Let's say that got canned and I just didn't know about it. Uh, it still feels like they're really pushing Harley Quinn. And so I think she's got a little bit to live up to. What if she shows up in Joker? end credit scene calling it i'm actually calling it margot robbie is in joker you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on what else do we got show uh let's see here other things okay let's let's move on to another uh another lady uh in the news recently um so wonder rob you know how they're uh, sony's making a morbius movie um, yes, I do seem to remember uh, furiously screaming into the microphone about it you when know, I heard about it. You know how Sony doesn't know, like, what m- movies would be interesting in the Spider-Man universe? Hey, c- to be fair, Shoff, they were going to do the Aunt May movie. Okay. Right. So you're not, uh, you're supporting my, uh, my claim here. <laughs> uh, well, they're, they're currently going for the trifecta of stupid, uh, by, um, deciding to make and green light a movie about none other than Madam Webb. Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. right. So <laughs> you're right. <laughs> for, for our listeners that don't know anything about Madam Web, she is a character set in the Spider-Man universe. Uh, she first appeared in the Amazing Spider-Man uh, issue number 210, which was published by Marvel Comics in November of 1980. Now, the character's name is Cassandra Webb, and she's usually depicted with like as like this elderly blind woman. She's got some neuromuscular disease, makes it hard for her to breathe and she can't really move. So she's basically always shown kind of connected to life support, but the way it's connected, it kind of looks like a web behind her and all these things are connected to various machines and whatever else. So she's supposed to be pretty clairvoyant, have these precognitive abilities and uh, she's helped Spider-Man in the past. 
Now, in yes. the, the cartoon show, I remember uh, pretty vividly that the voice for um, Madam Webb was provided by none other than Stan Lee's wife. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that that's a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of trivia news for you. Um, but yeah, so they're planning on producing a Madam Webb movie, which to me just is so weird. Yeah, I know that they're they're really pushing their Spider-Verse. That's like, true. They're, they're really doing it. They're like, Morbius needs a movie, and Craven the Hunter needs a movie, Venom needs a sequel, uh, Black Cat needs their own movie, don't forget Silver Sable now. Silver Sable needs a movie. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, they've had one real big hit with Into the Spider-Verse. They've had one technical hit with Venom. I'm not super confident in Morbius. I'm not super confident in Craven. I'm actually more upset that Craven, well, tentatively, this movie is coming out, but that Craven's not being put into a Spider Man movie. Because I, I would love a Craven the Hunter villain movie. Um, but I'm going to tell you this, Shaf. With, with, uh, with the news surrounding Spider Man this week, which we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit more in just a little bit. I actually have a, a very interesting idea that if it were to come to fruition where I think a Madam Web movie might be all right, but I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in that shot and we'll circle back in a little bit when we talk okay. about the rest of the Spider-Man news. Um, but before we do that, let's talk about your boy, Kevin Fagay. All right. Uh, I heard Figay. I was like, who's Figay? <laughs> I heard, no, wait. F- F- I was watching, there was on Jablinski Games, there's a video where uh, JB, Jack Black, is playing Minecraft with PewDiePie, and it's like a 20 minute video. Not really a fan of PewDiePie, but I do like Jack Black. So they're playing Minecraft, and they, Jack Black gets a chicken or a duck, and he, he names it after Kevin Feige, because he <laughs> loves the Marvel Universe, but JB doesn't know how to say it. He doesn't know how to pronounce his last name, so he kept calling him the Duck for Gay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, it just cracks me up. Every time I see his name now, I think about how Jack Black said it. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so here, here was the, the, at the time when this news dropped, what I thought was going to be the biggest news story of the week, because it just came out of left field. Uh, Marvel's Kevin Feige is on board in developing a new movie for Disney uh, for Star Wars. What? So again. Kevin Feige, the mastermind between the, or not between, but for Marvel's cinematic universe and um, not related to this story directly, but it's looking like Marvel Entertainment is also absorbing Marvel television. So he's just going to get all of it. Like he is the, the head honcho. Well, he is also a very outspoken and avid fan of Star Wars, and he has been brought on board to produce a future Star Wars movie. Of course, after Episode Nine, after the Star War or the uh, the Skywalker saga has concluded, I think that's a brilliant decision. I think it's a great decision. Oh, First yeah. of all, this guy. Yeah, he's had some duds, okay? Thor, the Dark Thor, not not the best movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Iron Man 2, it's all right. I, I like my boots. That's my Mickey Rourke. 
Look to my birds. That's not a good accent. If you it's, could make God bleed. That's people, what it is. It's supposed to be Russian. Would, yeah, people wouldn't fail to believe in him. <laughs> I couldn't remember what accent he was. And so I just went like, I love my birds. <laughs> but I'm going to say it now. Now that I know it's Russian, I'm going to hit you with my Russian. All right. I love, I love my birds. That's, that's bitter. It's bitter. <laughs> See, that's not my bird. I, I whip I whip my whips back and forth. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> but even the worst MCU movies, the point I'm making here, Shaf, the worst MCU movies are still better than the best DC movies. Oh, I said it. <laughs> I said it. Except for one, Roman. That one was pretty good. Um so I, I'm actually pretty excited about this, especially since they're sort of giving him the, the reins of a new story to be told. Yeah, he's such a good universe builder. Uh, so who better to kind of kick that off? I mean, for because they're going to need a, a new saga. Obviously, they've already got uh, uh, Weiss, Weiss or Weiss and Benisoff, the, the ones from or Benioff, how you pronounce their names, from uh, Game of Thrones are going to be taking over the, the reins for a whole new saga as well, like another trilogy or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to be involved with that. Then there's... Um, uh, there's the Mandalorian that's going to be out as well, not to mention cartoons and other shows that will be on Disney Plus. And, yeah. uh, and I mean, there's plenty going on. So, uh, And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Ryan Johnson trilogy is still technically on the docket. I don't think that's been removed yet. So mm. there's going to be a lot of Star Wars uh, coming down the pike. Oh, yeah. So Lucasfilm, I'm going to read you uh, the, the official statement on this. So Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy said... Uh, we're pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling and knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. Abso-frickin-lutely, you guys. Abso-frickin-lutely. Now, did you ever see, Shaf, I'm just curious, there was a a little show on NBC a while back called Parks and Rec. Uh There is an episode where Patton Oswalt has to do a filibuster uh, to stop, I don't even really remember what it was to stop, but it, he he does a filibuster. And so Patton Oswald's filibuster in the show is a 10-minute improv off the top of the dome, the Star Wars universe and the Marvel universe combining into one. <laughs> and he just goes for it. And you can find the the full unedited filibuster on YouTube. <laughs> and it's it's actually a really legit idea to to bring over Star Wars and Marvel like they did the ultimate crossover. <laughs> and I'm I'm telling by your silence you haven't seen it Shaf, but I nope. would I would recommend it cuz it is it is quite good. And me retelling it would really do no justice to it. <laughs> so when uh when you get some free time Shaf, I need yes. you to look this up and same for you listeners. I need you to go to YouTube, type in Patton Oswald, Star Wars, Marvel, and maybe even Parks and Rec, and you'll find it the full and the thing. It is fantastic. It is mwah, chef's kiss. Mwah. It is perfect. <laughs> All right. So um, I think that might be it. Is that it for the news shop? Yeah, nothing I, big happened. Nothing nothing big happened this week. Uh, no, I think. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much all. I mean, all except for I don't know, something to do with 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, let me let me spill the beans. <laughs> I'm dying to talk about this. Spider-Man has been saved, everybody. Uh, figuratively, of course. Do, Spider-Man. Do, do, do. <laughs> Spider-Man is making a return, a triumphant return to the MCU. They said miracles couldn't happen. They said God doesn't exist. Well, that's still up for debate, but we are getting Spider-Man back, everybody. So thank the Lord. I remember it, it happened uh, early. Oh gosh, what was it? Tuesday? No, Thursday. I don't remember which day last week it was. Uh, uh, Friday. Friday. Okay, so it happened the first thing in the morning. I of course immediately sent my boy Shaf a message on Voxer saying, "Check this out," and then. About an hour later, I got holy S word. Yeah, and you said it's a great time to be a geek. It's a great time to be alive. Yeah, I said it's a hell of a time to be alive, <laughs> everybody. Um, so, I guess uh, secretly these these uh, these these uh, these family members who were arguing and having a divorce, Sony and Disney, finally got back together. We can have a happy Christmas from now on. So. I'm not going to dig too deep into the the previous story where they broke up because it's pretty much common knowledge at this point, but they have managed to strike a deal, Shaf. So here's the deal. I'm going to break it down for you. Disney was proposing a 50-50 deal. Again, of course, that didn't work out. The new deal is that Disney is going to be bankrolling 25% of this next Spider-Man movie and we'll be receiving 25% of the profits while Sony bankrolls 75% and gets the 75% back. Um, Disney is still holding on to the merchandising rights for Spider-Man, of course. And along with this deal, we also get Spider-Man in one additional Marvel movie, whether or not it's going to be, you know, uh, Doctor Strange or if it's going to be Blade or if it's going to be the next Avengers or whatever is on the line. We're going to get Spider-Man in at least one more movie before that deal is kaput. And then whether or not they're writing him out of the MCU or they're going to strike a new deal, it, it remains to be seen. But for now, the thing that we were the most mad about the the cliffhanger ending of Far From Home would get to be resolved and continued with the MCU, which for me was really the thing I was the most upset about. Like if they if if they hadn't have put a cliffhanger at the end of Far From Home and then they decided that they're cutting the, the ties with the MCU just to make their own, I still wouldn't have been thrilled about it, but I definitely wouldn't have been as upset as I was. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's dumb. It's plain up dumb. It's straight up dumb, you guys, to just have that ending and then not continue. So there are a, a couple more details of this that I want to I want to point out. But Shaf, just walk walk me through. Get in your DeLorean. Hit the <laughs> dial. So last Friday, walk uh-huh. me through your thoughts when this news broke. Uh, this this news this news was so exciting to me. This was like. Um, Christmas morning, right? You, you, you come down the stairs, you see Santa has left you some amazing presents and it's the exact thing you always wanted that you sat on his, on his, his, uh, lap and was like, 
Santa, if I'm really good, can you please get me the crossfire game that has the marbles and you shoot them out at each other and stuff? And I really like that. And crossfire! Yeah. Don't get caught in the crossfire! <laughs> crossfire! <laughs> and what, sure enough, what's uh, what's underneath the tree? Crossfire. Yeah. That, what's underneath the tree for us? Spider-Man back in the MCU. That's what I got to say. So it was Christmas in uh, uh, September. September. Yeah. I can remember. <laughs> well, because we're, we're like in October now. So I'm like September is so last month. Oh, boy. Okay. So let me read you the statement. And there's, a, there's an inch, a very interesting choice of words in this statement. So Kevin Feige came out and said, I am thrilled that Spidey's journey in the MCU will continue, and I and all of us at Marvel Studios are very excited that we get to keep working on it. Spider-Man is a powerful icon and a hero whose story crosses all ages and audiences around the globe. He also happens to be the only hero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes. So as Sony continues to develop their own Spideyverse, you never know what surprises the future may hold. Uh, the only hero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes interesting i can see wonder rob's face right now and i can just tell he is on the verge of an epiphany well interesting so i guess this is this is their their little way, of course, of getting what they want. Obviously, they want Tom Holland. They want Spider-Man to more than likely interact with Venom, right? I mean, that that's an easy assumption. Nothing's been confirmed, but that's a very easy assumption. Uh, it came out a, a while back, a little while ago, that Tom Holland had filmed a scene for Venom, but essentially the scene got the kibosh from Marvel Studios. I'm paraphrasing the story, but that's that's what I read. And of course, if I'm wrong, the uh, if I'm if I'm if I'm doing a total, we got this covered right now. Don't go to wegotthiscovered.com, everybody. Uh, <laughs> it's garbage. Uh, yeah, I said it. The corrections department will let us know. Again, the corrections department might might have broke his phone, <laughs> smashed it, typing so fast from what I just said, um, but. It, it's it's it makes sense that Sony would probably want Tom Holland, you know, to show up in Morbius or to show up in Craven Hunter or whatever, right? So that's part of the deal. But I'm, let me circle back, Shaf. We're talking about Madame Web, okay? Dollars to donuts. Madame Web is known for our storylines involving Madame Web uh, involve a lot of multiverse things. Um, so the Madame Web story came out before the Spider-Man story came out. So I was like, what's Madame Web? Nobody cares. I don't want to see how you got paralyzed and have to be up to a respirator. Boring. But now <laughs> Tom Holland can cross cinematic universes. She's about multiverses. End of the Spider-Verse is a big success. What if, Shaf? The Madame Web movie is really the key to reuniting Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire's 
in the live action multiverse Spider-Man movie. Boom. I would I would be just fine with that. I would love that. But you do you me, think? But do you think, Shaw? But do you think? I I would love it, but at the same time, I don't want to see Toby wear the Spider-Man <laughs> outfit ever again. They'll get so they'll put a body double. <laughs> well, they no, do don't body face. shame don't body shame toby mcguire i'm not i'm talking about his face oh okay all right they'll, they'll talking keep... about his dumb whiny emo face my favorite part of the the all three spider-man movies is when toby mcguire is crying but it really <laughs> looks like he heard the funniest thing yeah it's the build-up it's like yeah. when you're like laughing but it's like completely silent but laughing. yeah you're laughing so hard that nothing's coming out like that's that's what his crying face looks like and i remember that happening in all three spider-man movies and people laughing in the theater <laughs> over his face poor guy stupid face oh man but that's my theory okay cider house rules cider house rules <laughs> uh that's a sea biscuit. Um, Pleasantville. That's all I got. Um, I can't be. I can't be bothered to think of another Tobey Maguire movie. Um, so th- that's that's my guess. Okay. So if any of you uh, sleuths out there want to go ahead and quote Geek So to Speak podcast as the source, the breaking source that the Madam Web movie is going to have all three Spider Men in it. The live action into the Spider Verse, by all means, Wonder Rob has two R's in it. When you're when you're quoting me, okay, and Shaf, you can put Shaf too. That's right, but mainly Wonder Rob <laughs> <laughs> on this one. All right, so Spidey's back in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, again, it wouldn't surprise me if this is the if they end up phasing him out, but. If that's the case, I'm at least happy that they'll wrap up the the storyline. Yeah, that they're doing yeah. It. So that's that's not bad. That's not bad. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Oh boy! But that was whew, that was a morning. I, I was hard all morning. <laughs> it lasted more than four hours. He had to call the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So speaking of calling the doctors, I'm going to go ahead and make a quick phone call. But when we come back, we're going to come into the brand new recurring segment geek movie torture but in the meantime while we take a while we take a tiny little break here why don't you listen to this message from us to you where you can find us on social media hey gang it's wonder rob again and shaf's here too we just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geek of oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. 
Thank you so much for sticking with us. Uh, During that break, I hope that you made sure to follow us, like us, review us, rate us, do everything. Uh, And then, of course, share and tell your friends and make them do it, too. That's what we want. Uh, Thank you so, so much for sticking with us. Now it is time for us to get into the bread and butter of the episode. You made it this far, so we're going to treat you to some really fun really rousing uh, conversation about a movie that has just earned nonstop awards. I mean, this, <laughs> this movie is critically acclaimed and uh, you won't find another movie like it. It's one of a kind, truly. That is true. It, that is it, a true fact. It is outstanding in its field. Uh, of, <laughs> Of movies, so definitely, um, what we're talking about is uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, the movie. Uh, and uh, Wonder Rob uh, was kind enough to do a little bit of digging and found out some details about this movie, uh, about like the box office numbers and everything. So, Wonder Rob, hit us with some facts sure. related to Super Mario Brothers. Sure, let me hit you with some facts. First of all, before I go into the facts, let me just uh, thank the geeks out there on Facebook because we did post. A poll, well, what would be our torture for the very first inaugural geek movie torture? And uh, the majority of the vote came back Super Mario Brothers against Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. 58% for Mario Brothers, as a matter of fact, versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is 42%. So just keep an eye on our Facebook page. If you haven't subscribed and liked the Facebook page, you are missing out because lots of fun happens there. One of our favorite things to do is review movies, TV, and games. Okay, but I digest. So let me tell you about Super Mario Brothers, the movie, everybody. This movie came out on May 28, 1993. It was a glorious weekend. It was a glorious weekend. Uh, you know what else opened that weekend, Shaf? It's, 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 it blows my mind that Mario Brothers did so terrible that weekend when it was opening up against cliffhanger. <laughs> this uh, is, men, that's like st- uh, Sly Stallone during like a very prime moment of his that's, career. Yeah. I was going to say that's peak Stallone season yeah. right there. Um, also it opened against menace to society. Wow. Uh, a classic and made in America starring Whoopi Goldberg. Oh yeah. That's that one with Ted Danson, right? Yep. That's right. It was also peak dancing season. <laughs> around that you know time. What, but it's currently peak dancing season right now. He's, he's oh, had a, right. a second or third coming, uh, Mr. Danson. He's, uh, he's, he's living large. Uh, that's on, right. Uh, on the good place. So. The good place. Does Ted Danson wear a piece? Does he have a toupee? I don't know. It kind of looks like his hair. I don't know because that hair is just so perfectly white, like it just like the whole thing looks fake to me. <laughs> but I haven't seen the Good Place. I know. What am I doing? Yeah, I'll you, get to it. Holy fork and shirt balls! You definitely need to check that out. I know that's a reference, <laughs> but I haven't seen it. I'll get to it. I promise. Okay, so uh, Super Mario Brothers the movie. Uh, a very successful movie, as we all know. It made $8.5 million on its opening weekend against Cliffhanger, Minister Society, Made in America. Uh, it made a total domestic gross of $20.9 million bucks against its budget of $48 million. So not exactly doing uh, great. Uh, right now, if you're curious, it's got a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I did a little digging because I was just curious. 
I wanted to know what Siskel and Ebert gave it. I mean, I had a feeling it was going to be two thumbs down. But what I found was much more interesting. Not only did it get two thumbs down from Siskel and Ebert, Schaff, it also <laughs> made their list of worst movies of 1993, which <laughs> the list the list is great of the worst movies of 1993. So in addition, just a, a little trivia for you, in case you guys are ever on Jeopardy and you need to know this. The worst movies of 1993, as voted by Siskel and Ebert, in addition to Super Mario Brothers, the movie were Dangerous Game, Hocus Pocus, a lot of people could be mad about that one. Uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, which I loved, by the way. It was a great movie. Coneheads, which I loved, that by the way. Not that, not that. <laughs> we are from France. Um, the Vanishing, The Opposite Sex, Robin Hood Men in Tights. A Jew, bless you. <laughs> A Jew here? <laughs> you lost your arms in battle, but you grew some nice boobs. I love that movie. That movie is a classic. Um, Cop and a Half. And uh, last but not least, Carnosaur. So it's, it's in some good standing for worst movies of, uh, <laughs> of 1993. I, I kind of can't believe that Hocus Pocus is in the list of worst of 1993. Well, I mean, Hocus Pocus has a, a cult following. It is not a bad movie. Well, yeah, it has a cult following now. <laughs> it didn't have it then. <laughs> I could I could see where they're coming from, but a lot of people love Hocus Pocus. I yeah. mean, especially now it's fall. Fall is upon us. So people are like all about them pumpkin spice lattes or their pumpkin spice nitro brews or those pumpkin spice other drinks. And then they're they're drinking those drinks while they're watching Hocus Pocus. Yep. White girls love Hocus Pocus. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> they love it. All right. So, uh, but moving on from Hocus Pocus, maybe we'll put that in Geek Movie Torture one of these days for one of the next folks. So we got Super Mario Brothers, the movie, based uh, very loosely. Oh, my gosh. Very loosely on uh, the popular video game series, of course, which needs no explanation. So, Shaf, before yes, we dive sir. into the movie, uh, let me tell you a little bit of a history. My history with Super Mario Brothers, the movie. I might have dived into this a little bit in the past, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the story. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, is my absolute earliest recollection of being disap or being aware that a movie can disappoint you oh my gosh <laughs> for real 1993 summer of 1993 at 10 years old 10 year old wonder rob just loves mario okay super mario brothers super show i got the mario t-shirts i okay this is gonna i'm not gonna get too much into the story we'll save this for a separate time but i one time, I had a Mario, a Koopa Trooper Mario uh, toy from McDonald's. I don't know if you remember the, the, when McDonald's had the, the Super Mario Brothers toys in the Happy Meals. But uh, back then, uh, I went to Catholic school. I'll just lay it out straight. And so I had to go to, I had to, go to church every Sunday because I was in Catholic school. Uh, when the, uh, when the, the church would do the Our Father who art in heaven. Uh, prayer 
the the priest would invite all of the the children up to to hold hands in like a big circle with him right and so i was so proud of my toy i ran up to the priest i like was like in the aisles like i want to beat everybody because i want to stand next to father joe i need to stand next to father joe for this i run up there he does the prayer he sends all the kids back but not me i stay up there with the priest and he looks at me and i look at him and i say father joe Will you bless my Koopa Troopa? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he looks at me and he looks at the audience or the churchgoers and he looks back at it and just does a little cross with his hands and does the Holy Spirit. And I was so pleased. I got a blessed Koopa Troopa, y'all. <laughs> and I proceeded, I absolutely lost it the next day. So not that blessed. But, uh, I'm just diving into that, letting you know, Mario Brothers was my jam when I was young. And so, a Mario Brothers movie's coming out? Oh, heck yeah, dude. I am psyched. <laughs> uh, my, my mom bought me uh, an audio narration of the Mario Brothers movie. So, it was like a, a book, a picture book, a children's book that had a VHS, or excuse me, not VHS, a, uh, an audio cassette, a cassette tape reading the book and you followed along with with it on the on the pages right and i was just like well okay this is different but it's cool it's cool because it it still wasn't mario brothers but it wasn't the movie either it was like its own little thing and so i was like okay all right all right i can get aboard with this the movie came out let me tell you shaf the the reality that bad movies exist to a 10 year old me for the first time I still remember that feeling of disappointment. Yeah, that's crystal clear today. That's like finding out that the Easter bunny isn't real or something. You know, like that's like that's that's detrimental to a child. I don't even remember being that upset about finding out that Santa wasn't real or the Easter bunny or the Tooth Fairy. Like none of those had a traumatic effect as much as the Super Mario Brothers movie. So did. you could you could say that you've been tortured by this movie since you were like 10. Yeah, you could say. You could say that. Now, there are aspects of the movie that I do enjoy, but that's adult Rob looking back. It's it's along the same lines as Paul Giamatti as the rhino in Amazing Spider-Man 2, where it's so bad, <laughs> so stupid that I just love it. But overall, this movie was still a chore. <laughs> this was a chore, which is why we call it geek movie torture. We're not enjoying ourselves <laughs> while that's we're true. doing this. Um, you own the movie, right? You told I me own it. it I own it on DVD. Okay. I don't own the movie. Uh, you'll be surprised to know, I'm sure, that this movie is not streaming anywhere. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Amazon Prime. It's nowhere. It's nowhere, Shaw. So you know what I had to do. Yeah. I, had to, I had to crack my knuckles and do some web trickery. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and eventually I was able to stream it. Um, but it, it took some digging in the dark web, but I was able to get it. I was able to get it. So let's dive in enough, enough foreplay. <laughs> let's dive in to the super Mario brothers movie. Show. Uh, I'm grabbing my notes. Okay. So the story Shit. is two plumbers in Brooklyn, Mario. No, you got to take it back further. You got to take oh, it back further. Oh, you're right. You're right. We're yeah. going into the notes. We're going into the notes. Okay. All right. So. 
65 million years ago, the <laughs> earth was ruled by dinosaurs, okay? <laughs> but here comes a meteorite, goodbye dinosaurs. <laughs> but what if our two worlds were merged together? I don't remember what he says <laughs> exactly. He's I like, just remember goodbye but, dinosaurs. Yeah, he's like, but what if our two worlds were separated by that meteorite? And those two worlds had a universe and those universes kept growing and evolving. And what if something got back through? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's like, what if we came back? Or if, it's something yeah, like that. Yeah, what if they came oh, back? Okay. So the movie starts uh, with what, what I'm assuming is them trying to emulate video game graphics yes I, I i also thought the same thing when i first saw it i was like oh they're just doing cartoons but no no no, no. it's very much reminiscent of what would be like a 16-bit or like a 32-bit console but screen but it's not even that good no like if i was comparing it to super Mar- or super mario world i still would think the art in super mario world was better yes yes Agreed, because the, the, the lines would be much uh, smoother. Like, everything was very pixelated, but not to the point of being distorted. Um, but, yeah, so you've got these two dinosaurs talking to each other in Brooklyn accents. Uh, saying, oh, of course. It doesn't get much better than this, eh, Tony? And then he's like, sure thing, Larry. And, like, that's, like, the Stegosaurus and the uh, Triceratops <laughs> and the or whatever, or whatever <laughs> hanging out. Like, okay, what am I getting myself into? So far, I have no idea why this is a Super Mario movie. Okay, um, but it, it's setting up the premise, which is already going in the wrong direction. Yes. That, like, five, five minutes into the movie, and it's already in the wrong direction, where when the meteorite hit, it separated. It didn't kill the dinosaurs. It just took the dinosaurs and and put them in an alternate dimension where they evolved into humans. And <laughs> Which they, also and makes no goddamn sense. It's the same as in the Ninja Turtles movie where Bebop and Rocksteady were like, yeah, my ancient relatives was rhinos. <laughs> my ancient relatives were warhogs. That explains why we mutated into these. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect science. So that's the premise, okay? Yes. Two, two universes, a dinosaur universe and a human universe. Okay, so we the movie opens. You got the Mario Brothers. Okay, you got Mario and Luigi. The Mario Brothers plumbing service played uh, beautifully by Bob Hoskins, the late Bob Hoskins, and uh, the late John Leguizamo. He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, John Leguizamo. Okay, so I'm, oh, I'm just pulling up my notes here. I you had better it not, okay, phone. no. Remember, Wonder Rob, whenever we say things on the podcast, they come to fruition. So do not doom John Lake Wazamo to an untimely death. Sorry, John. Um, now, I, I don't remember if I saw... I would have had to have seen this first because my biggest memory for John Lake Wazamo outside of Super Mario Brothers... I can guess is, it. I can guess it. I can guess it. Okay, guess it. Do it. The clown in Spawn. No, but that's a good guess. That was a good guess, Shop. I was going to say the movie The Pest. I don't know if you remember the movie The Pest. No, I never saw that. Oh, it's about, it's a terrible movie. It's bad, dude. Um, I remember buying it on DVD, actually, when I was in my DVD buying phase. Back back when I had a job, but no responsibilities, like right (laughs) out of high school. And I was like, I'm just going to buy DVDs. So I bought the pest and rewatched it, and it is bad. It's about the premise is that he's just he's an annoying kid from the barrio, and 
uh, he gets suckered into being hunted for hunted down for money in his life. Oh, gosh. His journey there. Okay. So I like I like John Leguizamo, even though he makes terrible movies. Um, I put as a pro for this movie when the uh, the Super Mario logo hits the screen that it it plays the Mario Brothers theme. True. True. I, I actually wrote a note about that too. I said theme song at start is the only thing resembling Super Mario. <laughs> uh, I, I made a point of when whenever any sort of reference to the Mario Brothers video game happened that I noted it. So I, I'll save that for the end though. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to, we're just going to go down our notes, chronological order. Yeah, so, these notes are, are just as we were watching the movie. So if if Wonder Rob gets ahead of me with something, I'm going to interject. Yeah. So yeah. We'll let you catch up. Okay, yeah. so I wrote, my first thing I wrote is that I absolutely love the Mario Brothers apartment because Super Mario, Mario, Bob Hoskins, has plungers mounted on his walls. <laughs> yes, varying like, sizes. Uh, varying sizes. Like they're really trying to drive home that they're plumbers, right? It's just like, the, his prize plunger, <laughs> his secondary plunger, and then he, they had like all sorts of just like well, no, no, okay. so I here's how I interpreted that. I thought it was more like he he's grown like he grew out of his original plunger, <laughs> like like he was a plunging like kid, and okay. so he had a, a kid sized plunger, and then he grew older, and he was like, okay, son, now you get to have the teenage plunger and now you've 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 graduated to finally have the adult size plunger and so like he's like got like his like plungers as he grew up uh, okay all right like it's been a dream of his <laughs> it's a, yeah since he was a kid okay all right hey i'm on board with it because there's no explanation to why <laughs> no he would mount plungers on his wall but he does and i'll tell you they don't they don't really play up the the plumber aspect of mario anymore in video games like that's just not really a thing anymore but that was one thing i really liked when i was a kid like especially the super mario brothers super show like the the it would it would show them like working on on a bathtub and then they would get sucked down the drain into the mushroom kingdom i always thought that was cool um okay so next thing i wrote so they get they get a job right like we got woik Get up, Luigi. We got Woik. We got Woik. <laughs> <laughs> and so Luigi's driving the Mario Brothers van, and he's like, "Don't worry, Mario. I know a shortcut. I, I got, got a feeling. I got, I got a feeling. Feel, I got a feeling about this alleyway, Mario. <laughs> Don't worry. This guy's been living here his whole life. Don't Mario. I got a good feeling about this alleyway. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy." Yeah, don't worry that we've never explained the address of where this thing is or anything. <laughs> yeah, he's just going for it. It just it cracks me up knowing like he's been living here his whole life, but he's like still trying to discover shortcuts. Yeah, here. Okay, the first thing that stood out to me of that whole moment is I had a question. I asked myself like, why the hell is Luigi wearing a red jacket? And Mario is wearing a green jacket. Yeah, you're at right. At the beginning. Well, I was I, like, what is wrong? Like, even they couldn't even get the colors right. You're you're correct. This is way down in my notes, but I'm gonna skip ahead to it. They don't show up in their Mario Brothers costumes until an hour and ten minutes <laughs> into the movie. That that's that's how you know you're on this movie's gonna be good. This movie's gonna be real good. <laughs> it's kind of like that Power Rangers movie we saw. Like they didn't suit up until the last 20 minutes of the two hour plus movie. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, so they're on their way. 
right? And so then we get introduced to Iggy and Spike, the Koopa kids, even though they're Koopa cousins. <laughs> so that's that's one reference to the game. True. Well, okay, I'm going to actually I'm not going to point out names because obviously Daisy, Mario, Luigi, Iggy, whatever, right? You can name anybody anybody from the game. I'm not going to con- call that a real reference, but you have you have Iggy and Spike and Spike uh who has the same haircut as me. <laughs> um, or is that Iggy? I don't really know. Which one has my haircut? Um Spike. Spike, yeah, he's cool. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I love the line that Spike says. He's like, he's holding a hot dog. He's like, they say it's dog. Then they throw the buns away and just eat the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they say it's dog. I love that joke. <laughs> that got me, that got a laugh out of me <laughs> 30 something years later. So good job. Um, I, uh, there was a moment, it's totally a throwaway thing, but they, um, Pretty soon after that whole scenario, they uh, their van breaks down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, Mario is forced to go into this like local convenience store to grab water to basically like pour into the radiator or whatever. And he comes out with a bottle of Evian. Yeah, and he makes one comment. He says three dollars for a, a bottle of water. And I'm think I'm thinking to myself, this is 1993, and they're saying Evian costs three bucks. Okay. Bottled water nowadays doesn't even cost three dollars. So I like I don't even like the reference point was so strange to me. I remember that being a thing though, where people would just make jokes about the fact that there was bottled water back then. <laughs> that guess, was a yeah. thing. That was like a joke that would happen in movies and TV shows. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess that does make sense then. They it wasn't so readily available, so they would charge whatever the hell they wanted to i guess yeah and it was just like well i mean i was a kid i drink out of the damn hose or tap water sure you know like i didn't know any better i still i still don't care i'll be like making a bottle for lincoln and i'll get the tap water and my wife will look at me like like i lit the house on fire (laughs) (laughs) there's Um, fluoride in it okay (laughs) another aspect of this movie early on that i felt was like so strange that they spent so much time on uh, is the concept of the missing girls. They, they, like, they yeah. like throw it in your face. They have, uh, they're always, they've got the, the newspapers open very visibly showing the, the main story on the front cover of the news of the missing girl mystery. The mystery of these missing girls. By, and by the way, this mystery is solved within a piece of dialogue between Spike and Iggy within the first 15 minutes. So it's like, why did you spend so much time worrying about these missing girls when you were just going to solve it right then? And They're there? really just nailing home. Like this is, this is the premise to how the princess gets kidnapped. Okay. Yeah. Everybody They're like unsolved mysteries are the equivalent on the TV show. <laughs> whatever Luigi is obsessed with is reporting on it. His weekly world news or whatever he's reading is reporting on it. But meanwhile, like, major news sources legitimate news sources nah we're not going to talk about it (laughs) and iggy and spike are not even careful about taking these women no they're screaming the women are screaming when they get taken and uh and like nobody i mean granted it is new york so i guess that would make sense but like 
I mean, they're just, they're so sloppy about it and it's still not getting caught. No. They managed to grab like eight women and not get caught. That's true. That's true. Well, like there's no tact. I mean, you see the kind of shit that goes on in Di- Dinotopia or whatever the, the, the heck that city's called. People are just raping each other uh, yeah, on the true. street practically. It's and true. nobody pays attention. So like, <laughs> why, would they, why would they be tactful? <laughs> yeah, they, that's a good point. Um, here's something that I was thought was very interesting because I don't there there's a, something that happens with Daisy that I don't think they would do if they remade this movie today. Uh, so she there there's a problem and she needs to use the the public telephone right and Luigi's on it. Luigi's checking for jobs. Of course, there's a job, but he ignores it because there's a pretty girl in front of him. So he like hangs up the phone. He gives it to her. And he goes to Mario and he's like, Mario, look at that girl over there. That's a that's a beautiful girl, Mario. And Mario's like, why don't you go talk to her? Eh? Come on. Um, but glug, 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 glug. Yeah, and they have this dumb little thing that they do. What are they saying? Are they saying glug, 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 glug? glug. I'm assuming it's the sound of like they fixed a pipe and now it's going glug, 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 glug. It's like that's and the like best. their fingers are all like relationship glug, 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 fingers. Glug, 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 glug. Like, like they had to do it. I, that's probably something that they came up with on the spot because they were. The behind the scenes of this movie was that John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins most of the time were drunk while they were shooting scenes because they were having such a miserable time. They'd have uh, to be to do this movie. So yeah. drunk that John Leguizamo actually, in the in the scene, jumping ahead just a little bit, where they're in the van ducking around corners and stuff, that Bob Hoskins is holding on to the door or to the, the top of the truck, the van, and the door's open and John Leguizamo slams his brakes and the door comes and hits Bob Hoskins in the wrist and breaks his wrist. Oh my gosh. And so there are scenes in the movie where you can see that he's wearing a cast, but it's like painted flesh color. No way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> oh they were, they'd been, you know, sipping grandpa's cough medicine. <laughs> um, so the thing I wanted to point out though that I thought was really interesting was that so Daisy uses the phone and then she goes up to thank Luigi for letting her use the phone. And then Luigi's like, we got a van. You, you want to get in the van? <laughs> Bob Oscar's like, yeah, come on. What the young man is saying is that we have a van. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, you know, I will get in your van strangers yeah who i just uh, met I, I will go out to dinner with you and yeah you, was, you and you and your your hooker that's the the same note that i had <laughs> and then after the man she's like you want to meet me on this corner tonight <laughs> meet me here we're gonna go eat <laughs> and she just goes for yeah, it i was well, like it's luigi luigi's got massive game not in, but in our today's woke culture, no, that would not fly. That wouldn't fly. But I thought that was very interesting that she just went for it. Um, can we just talk for a moment about the age difference between Mario and Luigi? They so, are brothers. Is it confirmed in this movie that they're brothers? Because it kind of seems like they don't know who their parents are. <clears throat> well, then Mar- I was kind of like thinking like maybe Luigi was an orphan and Mario took him in. And basically raised him, even though he's not like his dad. He's sort of like everything. Well, there's no clear cut answer, like what you're saying. But Mario does refer to Luigi as his brother once or twice. 
But like I refuse refer to you as my brother. <laughs> but they're also different ethnicities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but, uh and uh um Bob Hoskins is like 30 plus years his senior. So um I wonder how old Bob Hoskins was when this movie came out. I'm gonna look this up real quick. <laughs> Bob Hoskins. while you're looking that up, um I want to talk a little bit about Mario's taste in women because uh let me tell you, uh, Mario uh, found himself quite a looker. Mm-hmm. She was uh, she was really pretty, but her outfit sort of suggested that maybe she wasn't. Uh, she's a little bit of a streetwalker. Catch my drift. Well, there, there's a, a story that they actually hired a bunch of strippers to be <laughs> extras in this movie, and they. <laughs> this is real. I swear, real, what I I'm about to tell this you. Movie, this movie is insane. So in the in the club scene again, we're jumping ahead a little bit, where everybody's walking the dinosaur. Uh, they they hired a bunch of strippers because they needed extras, right? They needed women extras, so they just went to like strip clubs, local strip clubs, and brought these people in. And they had all these women were taking their tops off. <laughs> and dance, like getting naked and dancing, and they had to like wrangle everybody in. No, 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 no. This is a, the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if they just grabbed one of the strippers. Well, how would they know it was the Super Mario Brothers movie? I mean, really? Like, I don't blame yeah. them for not knowing. I mean, yeah. it, the way the set looks like it belongs on a porn set or something like that. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, so Daisy, the next ro- thing I wrote when Daisy's talking to John Leguizamo about her job, the way... the I. I can't remember if I've seen this actress in anything else, but the way she speaks, it's, it's, she's talking to Luigi like he's an idiot because to me, she's, she's saying common knowledge things to Luigi and Luigi's acting like they're so interesting. (laughs) It'd be like, she's talking about her job and the meteorite. And this is how she delivers the line. She's the line is, I'm I'm not going to say how she delivers it. I'm going to tell you the line first. She says, I think, I think the meteorite might've killed the dinosaurs. (laughs) <laughs> pretty matter of fact okay pretty matter of fact right also common knowledge yeah i would think so um even in 1993 i would think so yeah okay so here's how she delivers it and i wrote it i wrote it down and i emphasized words and everything because <laughs> i couldn't believe it i was like why did she deliver the line like that i think i think the meteorite might have killed the dinosaurs <laughs> no shit <laughs> you think so um and same when she was talking about her her childhood when she's on the double date with mario and luigi she's like i was abandoned yes <laughs> but she's so willing to give up that information too like that feels like like sixth or seventh date like information Cause like you're getting to know somebody. Right. But this is also the, the lady who just got into a van with two strangers. So it's true. And, and you could tell the look on Bob Hoskins face as Mario. He was like, what should my motivation be? And it was just like, I'm just going to be really sad for her. <laughs> and like he, she says that that information about being abandoned and being left for the nuns or whatever. And he's just got this like, Oh baby, that's a terrible thing. <laughs> it's like the dumbest face he makes, which like feigns interest in whatever she's saying. It's so dumb. Okay, so um, Bob Hoskins was born October twenty sixth, nineteen forty two. 
So that okay. means he would have been, this movie came out in 1993. When, when the movie came out, they filmed it the year before, he would have been 50. Okay. John Leguizamo was July 22nd, 1964. So he's 22 years younger. Okay. So 50, 40, 30. So John Leguizamo was like, like late 20s, early 30s when this was filmed. So he might, you know, who knows what their relationship really is? <laughs> who really knows? Who really knows, man? But that's a, a good observation. Astute, astute observation, Shop. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All Thank right. You. Um, okay. So the uh, Scapellis. Yes. The, uh, the, the competing plumbers, bad plumbers. These are the bad plumbers in the city. Uh, <laughs> sabotaged Princess Daisy's archaeological dig site. For whatever reason, I don't remember what the reason that they. Uh, it, they wanted the land, I think, because they were building something. Okay, there. So they sabotage it, and Daisy's like, "You got to help me, Luigi. <laughs> the site's flooding." And Luigi's like, "I know exactly what to do." He goes and gets Mario. <laughs> yeah. I know the water is rushing out of that. Like that, that area should be like totally freaking flooded. So my favorite part about that whole scene is that he tells Mario, we got a job. We got a job to do Mario. This is like, it's like the scenes in Batman forever and Batman and Robin were like Batman and Robin are suiting up. And it's like, here's the close up of the belt. Uh, here's me zipping up the glove. Uh, here's me putting on my boot. Uh, you know, those shots. Oh, it's yeah. This, it's the same shot. They do the same thing, not as detailed, but Mario grabs his belt in a dramatic fashion, puts it on, they do a close-up, and nice Dutch angle of Mario, and he's like, strap on your belt, we're going in. Yeah, very, very um, heroic. I loved line. it. Yeah. I loved it. I, I wrote, my exact r- notes that I wrote was, Bob Hoskins grabbing his plumber's belt in a dramatic fashion and saying, strap on your belt, we're going in, is a mood. All right. It's a mood. It's a mood. mood. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then let's talk about this portal. All right. So the um, Daisy gets picked up and carried away because Ike, Ike, Spike and, uh, and Iggy have basically found them while they're trying to work on all the pipes and they knock them out. So uh, the, the, these minions, the Koopas little, uh, little nephews uh, go and, and take, uh, Princess Daisy, although we don't know she's a princess yet, um, and they take her through the portal into Dinotopia or whatever the name of the place is called. At, at which point, Luigi's got a feeling. I got a feeling, Mario. Mario, like I got this idea. I got this feeling. I think I should jump through this, Mario. And so he does jump through it, and he's very successful. He passes through onto the other side of the portal, which then prompts Bob Hoskins' character to have a nice comedic a moment with the portal deciding what he wants to do and then out of nowhere he trips but somehow when he trips he manages to end up upside down it's the perfect trip it's the perfect trip 
<laughs> it is the strangest position for him to end up in based on how he was standing the moment prior. Like, there's not even enough space for him to do what he did. There's but... a lot of things <laughs> that are wrong about this movie, including how, how you trip slash backflip into a, a rock wall. <laughs> when I saw that going, I was like, oh, my God. And then he the way he fell was so slow. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's on like a gimbal blowing. or something. Yeah, there's a lot of that in in this movie though. Like skipping ahead towards a later scene where they're all riding the mattress through the frozen yes. pipe, and they bust out and they're they're riding the mattress to earth to the ground. It's like the world's slowest moving mattress flying <laughs> through the air, like a magic carpet. It looked like the magic carpet yes. in, in California Adventures old Aladdin show. <laughs> when they'd be flying above the audience like yes. that's what it looked like it's totally like that um so we get introduced to dennis hopper as king koopa um my favorite <sighs> thing about dennis hopper is king koopa is there's a line where he's he's talking about i'm gonna get i'm gonna get the uh the meteorite piece and we're gonna we're gonna merge our two universes and then the line verbatim and then we're, then we're going to get rid of the mammals. But that's not how he delivers it. This is my second favorite delivery in the entire movie. He goes, and then we're going to get rid of the mammals! <laughs> I love it. He really lays into mammals. Mammals! <laughs> Plumber alert. Plumber alert. Plumber alert. Yeah. As if they've ever had a plumber alert. As if that exists as a thing. I love it. Plumber alert. Oh, he's like, plumber alert. (laughs) I can't even do it justice. The way he says it is so matter of fact. Oh, plumber alert. Hit hit the alert. I I like how somehow the English language in an entirely other uh, parallel dimension just managed to manifest the same way. Like, um, they they, uh, clearly evolved from dinosaurs and uh, which is already a good stretch um but they all managed to speak english uh they're all nasty as fuck and um uh there's even they even have cars like they have cars but they don't really work like true cars they're like bumper cars cars <laughs> yeah it just all of like the technology all of that really just was like what what were you trying to do? What were you thinking you were doing? Did you grab these these props and, and set pieces from another movie and just use them in your movie? Like, I, I, it was I all just a mishmash, like uh, uh, Mad Max meets. Yeah, like, that's what it felt like. Yeah, like it's it's ter- it's bad. Can, <laughs> can can we talk for a moment about something with Koopa that really I didn't notice uh, at least. It has been so many years since I've seen this movie that when I watched it last night, um, it really stood out to me like, what, what, what is with this character choice? And it made me wonder if it was something Dennis Hopper chose to do or if it was something that was like in the script, like you should do this. Like this is clearly a thing uh, for King Koopa to do. When I think of Bowser, when I think of Koopa, I don't think of a guy who is a hypochondriac. That's true. He is so afraid of germs throughout this entire movie. He, the first time we see him, he's dunking his hands into hot wax 
as if that's some like some like sterilization technique. And then he like walks around with like his wax hands, and then he starts to peel them away, like while he's talking with uh with Spike and Iggy. Like it's just weird. Yeah, it reminds me of back back in the days uh, when I was doing theater consistently and I was landing those lead roles. I mean, I wasn't a three-time Arizona Award winner by all means, but I was still pretty good at what I was doing. Um, a lot of the directors, and I don't know if this is just like some like stereotype things that directors do that they learned in like theater school, but they're like, you got to give your character a tick, okay? And <laughs> right. it more realistic. Like, especially when I was doing Producers, uh, the director, Mitchell, he absolutely insisted that I come up with some sort of thing. And and the other guy, Matt, who was playing uh, the other part, like he, pretty much everybody, he was like, you need to come up with a thing. That's going to be your thing. So like that, that's what I feel that was. Like the director was like, you got to have a tick. Oh, make it wash in your hands. <laughs> Whatever it is. Dipping your hands in, in uh, donut frosting. Or whatever the heck he was doing. A definite plus, though, for King Koopa is his hairdo. Dennis Hopper's hair in that movie <laughs> is amazing. It, I'll tell you, it's it's definitely something. It's a choice. It's, it's like dreadlocks, or not dreadlocks, cornrows for white people, but not real cornrows. Well, it's it's like what you would do like in the pool, or like when you're in your bathtub or something as a kid. Like you try to style it, like like you'd spike your hair, like you try yeah. to give yourself a mohawk. But he did six. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't decide on one, so I did all of them. He's like, you know what I love about mud? It's clean and it's dirty at the same time. <laughs> I'm that so was glad. not. You fucking idiot. <laughs> False. False. No, it's not. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's the dumbest line in this entire movie. I'm just glad you said a lot it. Of dumb- I'm just, you beat me to it. I'm just glad you said it. Uh, that's um, so stupid. So we talked a little bit about like the cars and how this, how they exist, why the citizens just look like humans. Like, um, the next reference point that I think we have that's going to be like a Super Mario reference, mm-hmm. but in name only. Yeah, a, a lot of it's name only. Is, Most of it is the boots. Okay, uh, we see our first reference to the boots um, that are used. Do they name the boots? I don't the remember boots? if they called them or. Yeah, the boots are chomps. Oh, chomps! I don't. I, I must have missed that. But yeah, like to me, it reminded me of the green boot that you get. And Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah, sure. That would make sense. But no, no, they chose the Chain Chomp uh, as the name of the boot. And then you see in the background, the Thwomp is also referenced, but that's just the train, the subway train. That's true. And then there's a club back there called Bullet Bills. Also, big neon sign with an arrow going, Bullet Bills. I did not catch that. Okay. But it Uh, might be they're selling Bullet Bills because you load a little tiny Bullet Bill into the boots i don't know if you remember that oh yeah that's right that's right you put a little bullet bill in the boots so either they're selling bullet bills or the club is called bullet bills uh, but either way there's a sign for bullet bills and then um babams make an appearance in that and um, i don't think it's that scene but definitely in that same area of the town yes you see babams the little babams in the and fungus. i have to say the the babam uh is the most 
screen accurate thing in the entire movie. And it's still not that screen accurate. I mean, it is like, it looks like how it's supposed to, but I would, I, but bombs aren't like a little like jawbreaker size thing, or at least in the video game. That's true. like you carrying them over your head and throwing them, but it's still the look of it. You're right. The way it's designed is absolutely screen accurate. <laughs> uh, we get to see Toad uh, during these uh, initial scenes uh, when Mario and Luigi have been, uh, have infiltrated the dino city. You're right. He's like, he's like, we're in a stupor. Thanks to the evil King Cooper. <laughs> he's like, you're a terrible leader. <laughs> his voice is awesome. He's like, you're a terrible. Yeah. His, like his, the way he like, what words he chooses to emphasize is like a masterclass in what not to do. <laughs> and his, his haircut is legit though. You're a terrible leader. You're a terrible leader. <laughs> and then he's in prison. He's like, you see, <laughs> they're trying to unite our two worlds. Like he's Mr. Exposition. Like, yeah. That's what oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I wrote a, about that scene where Toad gets arrested. Uh, Welcome to Trump's Coop America. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> the way Dennis Hopper portrayed King Koopa reminded me of Donald Trump a lot. Oh my gosh. You're right. <laughs> a lot. A now lot. that I think about it, there's, there is absolutely a Trump-esque quality to like, King Koopa. We don't get political on the show, or at least one of us tries not to, but it there was a similarity, a strike. You got to admit, yeah. whether you're anti-Trump or pro-Trump, you've got to admit they're pretty similar. If, if I was in this movie, all right, all right, I would be the best King Koopa you've ever seen. All right, I would be... okay. Really, uh, really good. Okay. And then it's time to get rid of the mammals. <laughs> okay. Evolved from monkeys. Okay. We evolved from dinosaurs. I like to go to the clubs where the women are naked in this movie. All right. Because they're strippers and you can grab them by the you know where. <laughs> <laughs> so my next note it jumps the head a little bit. But it's when Spike and Iggy are being uh, de-evolved, but they're actually being evil. Oh, yes. Advanced. 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 I wrote that <laughs> it's, it took Spike 30 seconds. Uh, but uh, Iggy's just like, in and out. I just thought that was really interesting. That they yeah. just stuck him in and out. He must have been the smarter one. Right. Probably. Yeah, Spike was like, oh, I'm a benevolent dictator, as it were. <laughs> Ooh, a metamorphosis, if you will. <laughs> like, what is the square root of... Oh, 181. <laughs> we're smart now. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, we're smart now. Can uh, I... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, go for it. Go for it. I was going to say, can I take it back just a little bit? Absolutely, I will allow it. Okay, so um, the scenes that take place in the jail. Yes. Um, when we meet, I don't know if what he you refer to as like the warden or just like the lieutenant that's processing their their entrance oh, into jail. But like yes. something my favorite I, scene. Yeah, favorite something scene. I had never ever noticed until this last night is that dude is getting a massage from a lady who's using her stiletto heel. On his back, <laughs> <laughs> and she and she's got like ripped uh, 
ripped leggings and it's like intensely bondage like bsdm bdsm or whatever shit and um i'm just like what what is going on in this place and what is going on in this movie that this was like who thought of this i know i'm gonna put her standing on top of the desk and then like digging her heel into his back i just don't get it well they did hire the strippers that's right as extras so who knows they were like just make something up (laughs) okay (laughs) this is what they pay me to do oh and then as well when they get admitted and they have to they basically get like power blasted with with um you know how like normally that would happen like you would get like cleaned off well they're wearing their clothes and then they get like power aid dropped all over them you remember that like yeah that's right to to uh defungus to, yeah defungus it's just like it's just like blue gatorade basically just like they got over slimed. Their heads. They got slimed. So, i was like what is going on with this movie and then the best part of the whole movie name mario <laughs> last name mario i don't know I've, I think I've quoted this scene a hundred times on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to quote it again, but I love that. I love that scene so much. It's so stupid. Um, Mario, Mario? Luigi Mario. Okay, fine. How many Marios are there? There's three. There's my Mario and Luigi Mario. <laughs> Get these Marios into booking. Um, I don't know. What's up with the Goombas, man? The, okay, yeah. That's probably one of the biggest departures uh, from for a, for a single character um, in the entire movie itself, ah, and also ah. there's no explanation as to why they're even called Goombas. Like it, it just happens so matter of factly. As soon as Toad gets de-evolved uh, and he comes down, then Koopa comes up to him and he's like, "Goomba!" <laughs> like, it's just yeah, like, Goomba. Another really interesting choice in delivery. Yeah. <laughs> of that line now if i'm not mistaken isn't goomba an italian word um goomba it, it, it's it's italian slang i know that goomba i'm looking at look definition let's see who finds it first goomba um, um so it the standard italian word is compare and means a good friend oh there you go goomba so goomba well, they're mushrooms friend. I was going to say, they're mushrooms in the video game. Evil mushrooms, or at least that's what I always thought they were. And here they're just giant, tiny-headed dinosaur men who go, and have a perchant for dancing in elevators. Oh, see, Goomba uh, is a slang term regional to New York area used to describe an Italian-American. It that sounds be, like slang, like yeah. a racial slur. <laughs> it, it can be mildly derogatory, but not on the same level as. And uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't think I should even say these. Well, yeah, don't even say the other ones. But you get it. You get it. <laughs> Goomba is a dialectical distortion of the Italian word compare. All right, here's another thing. Um, is Goomba a derogatory term when used by non-Italians to refer to Italians? It's often derogatory in nature and deployed as an ethnic slur, implying a stereotypical Italian-American male thug or mafioso. So that's a goomba. Well, there you go. Wow. All right. We learned something. We learned something, everybody. Um, 
let's see, Koopa in the mud bath. Um, 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 um. I like that King Koopa tried to seduce Daisy by like, look at my lizard tongue. Oh yeah. Blah. I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> girls never forget the first time they've been kissed by a lizard. <laughs> uh, can we talk about all the castle scenes seem to have taken place in a recording studio? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's just a bunch of soundproofing foam. <laughs> I noticed that, and to me, it. I was like, are they trying to like emulate the look of the castles in Super Mario Brothers three? Like, it was a lot of that sort of look. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's what they're trying to do. But it definitely looked like it just looked cheap. It looked cheap and it looked dumb. Um, the the fact that Luigi plays video games, I was like, aha. I learned this, I learned this in the video game once Mario. Just trust my instincts on this Mario. It's like got uh, it. a game, a video game reference in a video game movie. I like that. And then they made Big Bertha to get okay. that, or they had to go find Big Bertha to get that that meteorite piece. Yes. Huh? No, no lady can withstand the charms of a Mario. Punch me in the face again. <laughs> the way your knuckles crack when it hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is actually almost too raunchy for me to keep my eyes open. Well, for. Keep in mind, it was all strippers. <laughs> you can see how they're dressed. This was Bob a Hoskins, movie. Bob Hoskins is grinding his dick up against Big Bertha. Hey, he like, hey, everybody's attracted to what they're attracted to. It's totally fine. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. And that's what Bob Hoskins like. He liked them. Yeah, but this he liked, is Super Mario, Mario. This is Super Mario, Mario. Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing, here's a little a little piece of trivia for you. So there's a scene in the club where the 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 bag check, the coat check lady recognizes the Mario Brothers on a wanted poster and then calls. I think the plumbers are here. There's a 1-800 number on that. I called that 1-800 number. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a real number. I was like, I'm super curious. What am I going to get? So you called, called it, it. you called it today? I called it today. when I, oh I, fin- I finished the movie before we started recording. So I called the number. It's, it says, it was a voice recording, right? And so it says, is there anybody in the household over the age of 50? If yes, plus one. If no, press two. So it's like, okay, I press one. There's nobody in the house over 50, <laughs> but I just hit one. And then it rang twice. And then a, a live person picked up and said, Medicaid, how can I help you? And I hung up. <laughs> and then I called the number back because I was like, I want to see what it says when I say no. The second time it's, I got a message saying, you are not allowed to reach this phone number from your location. And I was like, what? I must have dialed it wrong. Dialed it again. You are not allowed to, to reach this phone number from your location. So I don't know what. I must have got like banned. Holy like, crap. Like I called it. I hung up on them. They're like, oh, you're not calling back. Blocked. <laughs> or this, something. this whole movie is just a Medicaid front. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever there's a real number in a movie, if I notice it, I always try to call it. That's funny. Um, oh my gosh. Thank you for doing that. Wonder of Rob. course. And uh, that of course leads me into my second favorite part of the movie when everybody's open the door, get on the floor. They better walk the dinosaur. You know, I got that song on my phone. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> I love the little dance that they're doing where they're just like, moving their arms and they're shaking their heads and they're all making rattlesnake noises. 
like you know one of the strippers just came up with that they're like okay we need you guys to be doing a dance She's uh, like, well, if I can't show my nips, then I'm going to do this. Instead. I'm going to do, my cat does this in the morning. He stretches and he shakes. <laughs> Let's just add rattlesnake noises. It'll be fine. <laughs> I love that part. I love it. Um, I did like the fact that Yoshi is in this movie. Uh, although he doesn't look exactly like his uh, video game counterpart, the fact that he's there and the fact that later on in the movie, he does use his tongue. I was like, lady. He grabs her by the le- by the yeah. ankle. I was like, okay, well, there's there's points in the positive direction for that. That's that they they try. They they did a realistic version of Yoshi. And for the, the graphics and like the whatever was going on at the time, 93, they looked pretty good. Yeah. It was like, yeah, uh, clearly I would say puppet. partially mm-hmm. animatronic puppet. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but it still was good. It did look all right. I remember thinking that. The dinosaurs looked really good in this movie as a whole, like especially when King Koopa is de-evolving, but I was wrong. That was yeah, that, that did not hold up. I remember it being a lot better than it was when I saw it last night. Um, <laughs> so the, how about the scene where they're in the elevators with the Koopas and they just start making them dance? <laughs> I love it. And they're also stupid. They just like immediately turn they turn to each dancing. other and then they start they dancing. start dancing with each other like how long is this is this elevator ride first of it's all so and, long and then the door opens and there's a goomba waiting for them and he's like upset about it he's like <laughs> i love it he goes he's so pissed it's the so dumb and the goombas from that point on there's like difference they keep dancing like well, they're dancing again <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i love it um okay <laughs> we're running out of time shop we got to get through this whole thing um so i'm just gonna skip to the funny ones um i thought it was interesting that for koopa and his girl i don't remember what the name of his girl was uh it's either lena or nina Something like that. I was just like, why do you think merging the two universes, all of a sudden you're just going to rule the world? Yeah. It's like, Koopa shows his world, this one city on a desert planet. I was like, you've got every other city and country ever. You're not just going to take over the world. I was just like, those dumb, dumb uh, dinosaurs. Totally. Keeping in line with that, um, how about that really um, off-color uh, and terribly timed 9-11 joke that made its well, way into that movie. To be fair, it's not a 9-11 <laughs> joke. This movie was 1993. But in hindsight, in retrospect, it's like, oh, that was a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a real tragedy, you guys. And the 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 Twin Towers are like dilapidated and stuff. I just wanted to include that reference because uh, my uh, my role model, Jason Manzukis, always manages to include something about 9-11. Uh, and how did this get made? Pimento. <laughs> um, 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 um. Um, okay, I have a note. Um, the concept of the actual king of this kingdom having been de-evolved to the point of basically just appearing as a goopy gonad um it, it's the evolve the evolve cretaceous <laughs> <laughs> um i i i found the whole like snot 
situation of the what is it? What is he? What is he? I can't. He turns into fungus. 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 But <sighs> what it looks like is they took a bunch of bed sheets, ripped some holes in them, and just hung them from the ceiling. Well, and here's my other thing: is there's points where uh, Bob Hoskins' character is like grabbing onto a big piece of fungus and like hanging from it, and I'm thinking to myself, knowing that this is actually the king having been de-evolved. I'm like, what are you actually grabbing? <laughs> That's his butthole. Like you have, you are literally hanging from his dick right now. <laughs> there's a scene. You're right. There's a scene where like Luigi's trying to escape it, and there's there's like a hole in it, and he like sticks his head through the hole instead of like going around it. He sticks his head through his hole. But you're right. That's some that's some butt loving. That's yeah, some like, butt loving. And then as soon as the king kind of reverts back to his natural form, he's like. Oh, gotta love those plumbers because yeah because he was he was getting all his holes taken care of <laughs> gross <laughs> gross um when when the the universes merge and mario and koopa are very briefly transported to the present day after the 9-11 show <laughs> king koopa uses the de-evolved gun on scapelli scapelli turns into a monkey a chimp <laughs> and then koopa goes a monkey and then there are hundreds of people around Koopa goes a monkey and every single person goes <laughs> like they all start laughing this terrible thing that this guy just did to this guy turned him into a monkey everybody cracking up this is hilarious <laughs> can you believe what he did to that man <laughs> he turned him into a monkey stupid monkey just like why is everybody laughing that's hey, such a weird thing hey boss <laughs> hey boss <laughs> oh man um I don't have very many notes post that. Post that, other than well, uh, when Toad delivered the steamed veggies to uh, to ah. Easy, and then he gets lit on fire by flamethrower. So basically, those steamed veggies are now flame broiled. So <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, I wrote Koopa dies. All the Goombas started dancing again. <laughs> like <laughs> they immediately started dancing as soon as Koopa got de- evolved into Sludge. Um, let's talk about that cliffhanger, man. Oh my gosh. My Luigi. Okay, so we're we're skipping ahead to the end, but ultimately the the Mario brothers win and they kill King Koopa. Daisy stays behind and They don't just World. kill. They don't just kill King Koopa. They turn him into boogers. They revert him to primordial ooze. Yeah, that's true. He straight up straight up gets turned into snot like yeah. the slime on uh like the Nickelodeon awards. So Daisy decides to stay. Mario and Luigi go back to their normal lives. Mario's with his hot girlfriend, and Luigi's moping on the couch. I miss Daisy. Uh, three weeks later, <laughs> Daisy kicks the front door in. Tank girl style. She's got a big old gun in her hand. Mario, Luigi, I need your help. You're not going to believe this. And Mario's like, oh, I believe it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Credits. I can't believe we didn't get a second one. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, yeah, did she you makes know? Some dumb, she makes some dumb smile. And then the, the song that plays, which is like the song for the movie, I think has the title Almost Real, which I thought was super ironic because the uh, movie was an almost real uh, video game adaptation of Super Mario. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you know there's a stinger, right? Did you stick around for the stinger? <laughs> Let me guess. Is it Frank Langella screaming, I'll be back? <laughs> <laughs> no. So the 
at, there's an end credit scene with um, two um, Japanese individuals in suits saying, and I'm not going to do the accents, but they're saying, we want to make a video game of your adventures. And it cuts to Spike and Iggy on the couch. And it's, they're like, we know what you should call it. The Super Koopa Cousins. And You're see, joking. This is not real. That's real. It's no, real, it baby. is not real. It's real, baby. It is real. Go back to your DVD when we're done recording this. Or just type in Super Koopa Cousins on YouTube. It's real. As a matter of fact, I'm going on YouTube right now just to make sure that you can get it. Super, Super Koopa Cousins. Koopa. I can't believe this is this is a real thing. I guess you could probably just write Mario Brothers movie end credits. <laughs> Super Koopa Cousins. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's right there. It's, it's like it's it's the people from Nintendo pitching the Mario Brothers game to Iggy and Spike, and they're like, you should call it the Super Koopa Cousins. <laughs> this is so dumb. It's great. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. This movie's so good, but it's so bad at the same time. Like, it was still a chore to watch, but it's fun. It's fun talking about it. <laughs> wow. Super Koopa Cousins. I would wear a t-shirt that says that. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> Oh, but that's, that was, uh, that's Super Mario Brothers the movie for you, everybody. Yeah, I, I feel like we got sufficiently tortured uh, with this one. And yeah, now we have an extra long episode. It says we've been recording for two hours and 14 minutes. Shop. I know, dude. But maybe that's not all. That's episodes. not that's not technically all, but definitely it's a long it's episode. Close. We might have a two hour episode on our hands, yeah. boys. Well, it was all worth it for uh, the Spider-Man news. And of course... The Geek Movie Torture. Now, we'll be bringing back Geek Movie Torture for future episodes. It's not going to be uh, on a, a regular basis, but on occasion, we will be doing it. So keep an eye out. We'll we'll uh, announce the voting on the show, and we'll put it on the Facebook page, too. So just keep your ear to the ground, everybody, for another episode of Geek Movie Torture. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us this week, of course. Now, we got some special information, and... Don't forget, a real special treat after the credits. But just wanted to point out that if you wanted to follow Schaff on Instagram, you can find him at I am the Schaff, All one word on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter, Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. Uh, and all the social media that we told you <laughs> in, in the uh, the break. You can also check our show notes Got everything you need for that. Uh, next week, you know what we're going to watch next week, Sha? Ooh, I sure do. It's the Joker! <laughs> so we'll be back next week with our full review of the Joker. A lot of good things coming up in the following weeks, too. Lots of things to talk about. So many things, as a matter of fact, that uh, we're still debating on what we're actually going to cover. <laughs> it's a few <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out, but hey, we do appreciate you taking time out of your precious day to listen to us talk and goof on Super Mario Brothers. So thank you so much, everybody. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please, please, please tune in. Same geek time. Same geek channel. We'll see you later, everybody. The Super Koopa Cousins. Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. <laughs> The mammals! <laughs> <laughs> Freaky
you lucky listeners of this podcast, uh, Shoff has prepared, has prepared a freestyle rap. Now, I know that sentence probably sounds a little weird. Maybe I shouldn't call it a freestyle rap since you give me so much shit about it. I have written a rap song. He's written a rap song about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Now, uh, I am going into this cold. Uh, I am one of the few people who did not pay to see Fallen Kingdom and still have not seen it. Uh, because it wasn't a high priority on my list, and Shaf telling me uh, that that's one big pile of shit. So I did not see it and opted out any sort of other reviews, any other information. I put myself up in a bubble so I could strictly be spoiled by Shaf's quote freestyle. <laughs> rap. So you've been warned. There are probably spoilers. Oh, there's I'm plenty ready. spoilers. But yeah, you won't care about the spoilers because you're not going to go see it. All right. And so. also, to you listeners, hold on a second. Just remember, you can only get this kind of quality content on Geek, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, review, rate. Thank you. Okay, go. All right. I kind of want to see if... Uh, maybe you should give me a beat. Like, um... Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't think... I don't I did not know I was a part of this. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a beat. Don't you worry about the beat. Don't give me beat suggestions. I got well, this. But okay. I already have the, the rhyming pentameter is going to oh, be God. all fucked up if, if you're not following. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, as you listeners can, uh, or you're finding out right now, we did not rehearse this, and <laughs> most of this <laughs> is new to me. All right, so, okay, give me a beat, and I'll copy it. Okay, good, good, good. That's a good. No, no, I'm I want not. you to do that, but I want you to do that further away from the microphone <laughs> and cover your mouth. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, okay. One, two, I might have already forgotten it. Uh. Here we go. One, two, three. The dinos are back, but their island is doomed. Yet who asked for a sequel? This mess needs a broom. Still back to the aisle, volcanoes ready to blow. This liquid hot magma is ready to go. I know this beat is not working. <laughs> Wait, are you still going? <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't listening to anything you were yeah. doing because <laughs> yeah, I was no. concentrating hard. Yeah, the, the beat the beat is not uh, not working. So you know what? Oh, I'm just gonna boy. I'm gonna deliver it without a beat, and maybe I'll find a beat after. Oh the my fact. gosh, you guys are in for a treat. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I call this rap Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm not going to laugh, I promise. <sighs> the dinos are back, but their island is doomed. Yet who asked for a sequel? This mess needs a broom. Still, it's back to the aisle. Volcanoes ready to blow. The liquid hot magma is ready to go. Time to rescue these dinos before they all die. So Bryce Dallas Howard seeks out help from a guy. 
none other than Pratt, Mr. Star-Lord, returns to help save the dinos from third-degree birds. The volcano erupts not long after they land, so they move to find Blue as lava gets out of hand. Blue's the raptor that Pratt trained. She's especially smart. By the way, during the movie, someone let out a fart. But back to the story, the heroes were played. An evil plan was afoot and our heroes betrayed. The dinos were saved but were captured and shipped to the Lockwood Estate to be auctioned and chipped. A new dino was made and created for war, engineered from raptors and the Indo before. Indo raptors her name and she's a nasty bitch. attacks targets on command and the flip of a switch. Dinos get sold and the Indoraptor kills guests and there's a clone daughter plot point that doesn't make sense. This epic climax takes place on the roof made of glass and Bryson Blue saved the day by outsmarting her ass. Just when you think the film's over, there's still more to say. The clone daughter frees the dinos and they all run away. And now there's loose dinos in the US of A. Look, the lost world did it first. So this rehash is cray. So thanks for the sequel that didn't need to get made. At least Ian Malcolm was back. Make sure Goldblum gets paid. Sure, the box office numbers make you think it's a hit, but it's just one big pile of dinosaur shit. Oh, Word to your mother. Oh, Mom spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) 525,600 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Good job. Wine and beer.